Go out there and touch each other. Lick each other's faces. It's a delusion. (laughs) Yeah, I will be responsible for many deaths. Welcome to the Skeptical Podcast. I'm Matt Walker, I'm the producer of this show, and with me is political commentator Ben Kelly. Hello. Who you can find at The Skeptical on Twitter. This is a podcast born in the lockdown that takes a skeptical look at news and current affairs from the point of view of two fed up middle aged dads. Each episode, Ben will have a subject for discussion and then we'll bollock on about something else once we're bored. Right, so we're starting now. All right, Ben. Now then. Oh, then. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. How are you? Good to see you. Nice to see your beautiful face. Nice to see your face also. What are we talking about today? Okay, well, this week I wrote about how much I miss the pub. So that's what we're going to talk about. Wonderful. weeks into the lockdown when I finally walked through the centre of my hometown, Beverly, for the first time since we'd been confined to our homes. For many weeks before that, to be honest, I, I really hadn't ventured very far. In fact, I'd spent most of my time in my house. So there we were, having a brisk walk down the high street, my little boy Charlie's with me riding his scooter. For brief moments, it almost felt normal, do you know what I mean? I actually felt a sense of serenity. It didn't last. The signs of the lockdown, they're everywhere, jarring me out of my daydream. The closed shops, the closed cafes, the closed restaurants. No one's out there enjoying themselves and, you know, clinking their glasses and having a nice meal. And the plague notice on every door. Due to COVID-19, we are closed until further notice. We look forward to seeing you again. Weird. It never stops being weird. Anyway, I get to the centre of town and it hits me. The pub. I want to go to the pub. Just for the one. Maybe two. Maybe three. Shall we see how the night goes? <sighs> but the pubs are closed and the punters are all at home drinking their tinnies. Well, I am anyway. A few too many, probably. I love the pubs in my town. I had my first drinks there. Maybe I'll have my last. I'll tell you what I love about the pub. Everything. I know I over romanticise them, but I just love them. Got no qualms about going to the pub alone. I just love the atmosphere. But the pub, you know, it's a great place to connect with other human beings. Sometimes that connection can be made without even speaking to one another. It's just the simple fact of both being in the same place at the same time, in the same atmosphere. Oh, I'd love to go to the pub now. I'd love to go to the pub, even if it ends up being one of those times some weirdo blathers his way into my conversation. Always depends on my mood whether I tell him to piss off or there's sometimes I end up talking to him for an hour. I'd take that now. Honestly, I would. My favourite pub in the whole world is a place called Nelly's. 
It's actually called the White Horse Inn, but no one calls it that. So here's a historical fact for you. In 1927, a woman called Frances Collinson bought the pub from the church. Her daughter, Nellie, uh, managed it right up until it was sold in 1976. It became a Samuel Smith pub, but will forever be called Nellie's. So there you go, you've learned something to do. It's the sheer historicity of this place that just fills my heart with joy. I'm a sucker for that stuff. Nellie's was originally a coaching in 1666, and when you're sitting in there, cosy and content, it's like a little time machine. I mean, I, I bet the atmosphere in there hasn't changed much over the centuries. The whole place is illuminated by gas lights, chandeliers and open fires. Come on, that sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? You walk through the door into a labyrinth of stony corridors and gas mantles. The main bar is warm by the roasting fire and dimly lit by the windows and flames. The ancient battered benches are surprisingly comfortable and welcoming. The conversation, communal and friendly. Uh, can I have a pint of taddies, please? And could you do me a whiskey too? Thanks. <sighs> it's fun to pretend. I've been going to Nelly's for about 17 years, but people have been drinking in that place for centuries. I'll never forget my first nights out there. I used to go in, go sit in the back room all night, smoking cigarette after cigarette until the ashtrays overflowing, playing pool, getting wrecked. Good times. When the pubs are open, I'm off. I'm going to take the risk. And maybe, and I'm willing to admit this, maybe I'm reckless. And if you instinctively feel more cautious than that, then I advise you to follow your instincts, because that's what's going to keep you safe. This is just me. Don't copy me. No one copy me. I just can't wait. We know for a fact now that we should have locked down earlier. But it's pretty obvious to me that the conditions of the lockdown are becoming unsustainable now. If we don't open up the hospitality industry soon, so many pubs and shops will never open their doors again. Even after that, if we continue to indulge in a fantasy of this new normal, of maintaining social distancing until there's a vaccine, when will that be? How many places are going to close down? How many livelihoods will be destroyed? The pub industry will be decimated. Some pubs will just be unviable. There's a pub down my road that I really like. If they have to have social distancing, it will probably have about two customers. Restricted seating, restricted toilets, restricted headcount, no football, no live music. A soulless, anxious atmosphere. High street after high street, estate after estate, and village after village will lose the heart of their community, the hub of social engagement. Listen, it's a global pandemic and this is not the most important thing in the world, I know. I know the risks. I know this isn't the most important thing in the world. But it's no small thing either. I'll tell you what, I'll lead by example. Let me go to the pub and I'll be there until the last order bell rings. That bell will be like music to my ears. So, uh... Here we are, Ben, in our pub. Do you like my sound effects that I've put under there? Lovely, I've just got myself a can of Stella, actually. Brilliant. I've got, a, yeah, I've got some alcohol too. Yeah, alcohol. is it weird? What is alcohol, is it? <laughs> what collection of alcohol do you have there, Matt? I've got a beer and, a, and some vodka there as well. I, I do have a bottle of Jim Beam, actually, which the barkeep was so kind to mm. uh, bring me. I call them barkeeps now. Good. Um, so obviously we thought we thought it'd be fun to have some uh, pub sound effects underneath to remind us what it's like to be in the pub 
Oh, those days. Um, the clinking of glasses and the twats in the corner and that kind of thing. Uh, even guess. the annoying times of being in a pub would, you know, I look forward to again now. The dickheads. Yeah, it's a weird thing. You mentioned that in your, your thing there. You say uh, you look forward to the annoying things. I find <laughs> that a strange... I'm not really... I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes those encounters, they're not always terrible are they? I mean sometimes you have a bit of a laugh with someone but it often is quite annoying it's just like why is this guy talking to me other times you're drunk enough for it to be you know a bit of a laugh true when our local pub opens or I guess when Nelly opens near you that you talked about um, but it'll be in a, a, a new a new normal it'll be the, the new normal um, mm. a social, socially distanced pub with limits <laughs> of people going in and stuff like that that'd be funny yeah it's seen some interesting plans haven't we from uh Weatherspoons, for example, came up with their own very strange-looking plans for screening, and you can't go to the bar and in two meters distance. And ministers, when they talk about the new normal in, in places like this, you wonder if there's ever they've ever been to a pub. You want to come to my uh, local pubs, ten o'clock on a Saturday night, though it's like a zoo. There's people coming out, you know, all girls coming out dressed in you know nothing, and a bunch of lads coming out, you know, single guys. They're going to get together, stay two metres apart at 10 o'clock after seven or eight pints or whatever they've been drinking. And, you know, they're not going to go near each other. They're not going to go home together. They're not going to kiss in the middle of the pub. Or people who want to fight are not going to fight. People who, you know, are getting a bit soppy together are going to want to hug and stuff in a pub. I mean, come on. It's not, I guess it's not going to be, those types of atmospheres aren't going to be I mean, in existence straight away, are they? Yeah, no, I, going to be, it's going to be more. It'd be more like a kind of table service, like continental, like places, won't it? I agree. I that's think what it'll, I think that's what it'll feel like to start with. Yeah, I do think that obviously we're going to be attempting this. That's enough. You know, that's clear. But I just you see in so many other walks of life, it just so quickly eroding. Like I mean, I've been to the shop last couple of times. And rather than being people anxious and you not want to go near them, I've had people even quite close to me. I've had people laugh at me. You know, we laugh at, we laugh together, thinking you know, oh, we're supposed to be taking two meters apart, but we're not. Yeah. Ha 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 ha! We might die. But you know, it's not. People are starting to just ease off a bit. I think it's just naturally, instinctively, subconsciously. You get, I can't keep this up anymore. Um, you do have to keep be respectful about it, but it's you know, human nature. People are just starting to. It's starting to wear thin a little bit, you know. Yeah, this is your uh, thing at the moment, isn't it? Um, we obviously talked about it a little bit last time in the po- in last podcast. Um, is about the uh, is about social distancing and and your assumption that it's going to quickly break down and uh, that it's not a sustainable thing. Yeah, so I hope it don't get to Christmas with everyone. If ever it gets to Christmas and everyone's still staying apart, or six months from now, I'm ruined, basically. I mean, I just have to quickly move on. Delete all the tweets about it. <laughs> it's Brexit all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, but but I mean, I don't. You know, let's not get too negative. Let's you know talk about something else. I mean, you're looking, yeah. What are you drinking right now? What are we? This, we're in the pub right now. Remember, you know that's the illusion here. The, oh, it feels good. It feels <laughs> nice. I feel. Um, I feel. Well, I, I have my kind of anxiety about like just being in public places anyway with the the, the moment. So like that 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 should be interesting. I think I'll probably be feeling like I'm going to have a heart attack, but just like loving it anyway. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to die any moment, but but just keep piling the drinks in and uh, okay. just in, uh, stop enjoying this the company. Is a therapy session. Speak to your uh, speak to your therapist about your anxiety disorder. <clears throat> 
Jeez. So I would be concerned about my... Uh, I think I'd be worried about having a heart attack, just sort of the anxiety <laughs> no. disorder I tend to have in public places. But I would be... Um, uh, yeah, I'd definitely be enjoying it. I'd be, I would be looking for my most pretentious craft beer. IPA thing. Six... Six percent. I uh, I want a gamma. I want a pint of gamma. Yeah. And um, which is going to be extortionately priced, but I don't give a fuck. It's going to be nice. Uh, um, treat yourself. You'll, you'll likely be there. A couple of a few more of my closest friends would be there, and um, we would be just sitting awkwardly about and kind of monosyllabically talking about football or something. I dare say. Which would be interesting at the moment because obviously there's not even any football. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck we would be. Uh, well, you about say that, that, but I mean. Um, I've read a lot about football in the time that there's been no football. They've done pretty well, these uh, football journalists, to just write anything or historical, and I will read it. I will read it. I've, I, you know, my wife's walked my in. Boss the fuck out of me. My, my wife's walked in uh, late at night, and I've been playing uh, Football Manager while watching like a YouTube video of like, Sky Sports News about discussing something to do with football. <laughs> Do you miss football? Just yeah, yeah, look, yeah, do a little bit. So taking the uh, oh yeah, this is my note. Um, I've got a note. Taking kids to the pub. So yeah, I get. So me and you, obviously, we're we're uh, we like to take kids to the pub because we like to go to the pub and we have children. Yep. Um, any excuse to be able to drink and we're you know and look after the kids at the same time. Fantastic. Um, that's obviously not always been the case. Um, and then you hear yeah people with the generation older than us well, the stories that they tell it's about you know it's about uh, in the 70s being driven to a pub and then they're like left in the car outside the pub and it's a different world now and it's just it's it's great I and mean, I think I think probably it just means like alcohol is just more around and everyone's just getting pissed up it's great and you know <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a- not like a thing you hide and children don't worry everyone's drunk around you it's fine <laughs> It's interesting, actually, yeah, that, it's an interesting way of putting it because now it is like, yeah, you can go, you can let the children play while you get pissed. And that's the benefit, you know. You try and tune out all the uh, crazy children ambience and just uh, get drunk while they're running around, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's not some dirty <laughs> secret. It can just be yeah. out in the open. Yeah, it's different because... Great. Uh, yeah, back in the day when... Uh, well, it was in the 80s, because about 1984, so... Uh, used to see my dad at weekends uh, after parents got divorced and so yeah we, he, he picked me up on Fridays and dropped me off at my nana's house so I'd see my nana's on Friday and then occasionally on Saturdays uh, he'd like to go for a drink Saturday lunchtime uh, a pub called Kingston on an industrial estate I remember and uh, yeah go in there and actually you'd have back then you'd have uh, kids section and the adult section so he'd, he'd take me into the uh, adult section this be around, uh, I think, probably 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Take me in there, get me a, a little glass of Coke, which you know, was a bit of a treat, didn't normally drink Coke, that was nice. Wasn't so nice to sit on my own there when my old man went into the adult <laughs> section. <laughs> so I already just what's sit there in, what's, in the kids, what's in the kids' section? I don't remember. Uh, well, the kids' section isn't like now. In the kids' section, there wasn't like uh, pin, you know, arcade games and like those things selling those crappy little balls. Like, those put a fucking quid balls, in. yeah. A little quid in to buy some bizarre little toy that they're going to throw away later uh, it was just the same as the adult area except there was uh, empty you know there's literally nobody in there like, so it just was just sat there in an empty room where you, and you could see there's a little hatch so I could see my dad at the bar having a right old time so you know <laughs> it's proper 70s parenting like my, my sister and uh, brother got the same stories except they were either in the car or on the doorstep with a bag of crisps so you know <laughs> 
don't, you don't, you don't, you don't make them like that anymore, you know. Old school parents, you know, they, they knew the parade. Not spoiled, not these spoiled kids. Put them on the doorstep and go have a fucking drink, mate. I don't endorse that, by the way, you know, just to be uh, clear for the people that don't get irony. If that was still the case, you would be leaving your fucking kid on that step with a bag of crisps. If there's a soft play area, it's not the same thing. They're playing. I don't know where they are. You know, it could be fucking anywhere. Some kid could be fucking drowning them somewhere, but, you know, they're in there somewhere. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're in there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, great. The uh, One of the other things we wanted to talk about was uh, the last time you were in a pub because we've got some media... Got some actual media we can play on the on the podcast, yep. which I am excited about. <laughs> um, and you were excited about it when you told me about it. It's like, oh, I want to talk about pubs, and I've got this clip of last time I was in a pub. No one will believe it because it's such a fantastic story. I mean, and I've got a video. I was like, great, fantastic. Let's let's put it on. Fantastic story makes it sound like it's going to be particularly interesting, but. The best thing about it is it sort of sounds like the uh, sort of a cliche that was just made up to uh, romanticise about pubs in the lockdown. But it was uh, just one of those nights. Uh, I mean, if you like your old man, old man pubs with a sort of weird friendly atmosphere, that is. So I went out with my brother-in-law, actually, and we decided to go to a different pub. There's a lot of pubs in Beverly, and we decided to go to a different one. It's called The Sun Inn. Sounds like a Chinese restaurant. I just thought I'd say that. Um, Sounds like a Chinese yeah. restaurant. I don't know why. I mean, it's probably not. It's just to me. I just get. I'm smell. I can smell um, racism. We're on crackers right now and, and racism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll leave it up to you whether you want to leave the racism in. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's called the Sun Inn. I do know what you mean, although I don't endorse it. Uh, yeah. So we went in there, and it is the the old man's pub. I mean, literally. In the corner, not I mean, not everyone's old in there, but in the corner, group of old men, and they've all got the guitars out. The guitars, and there's a couple, of, you know, uh, people playing a little percussion instrument. Apparently, just allowed to turn up uh, and just start playing in the corner. It's all relaxed; no one's bothered. People sat sat at the bar. Uh, me and my brother-in-law go sit in the corner. Uh, we've had a few, so we're feeling, you know, quite sociable. Start talking to the old guys, listen to the songs. Saying, oh, you know, come on, get get a song going. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good laugh. We were there all the night. Apparently, they go to a pub next door called uh, Lord Nelson and do a bit of performance there, and they just have a jam in the pub that we were in. Uh, and you know, I was just thinking. Oh, yeah, also the other thing is, I got talking to the landlord who'd recently taken over the pub, uh, which is sad to think. You know, he just recently taken the pub and now you know it all closed down. Uh, but yeah, he came to talk to us, sat down with us, got to know his name and everything, which I've now forgotten. And I was like, yes, this is the place. This is the, I'm going to be coming to this place every week and seeing the people play folk music and talking to the, my new best friend, the landlord. And, you know, it's going to be, yeah, you're going to be my new shears. I'm going to come in and everyone's going to go, hey, Ben. Well, you paint, <laughs> you paint, you paint a beautiful picture. It let's, was let's quite like that, it though. It really was like that. It sounds like I've made it. Yeah, up. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Let's listen to it and um, let's round off this uh, segment as well and then we can talk about some other shit afterwards. All right, let's listen to it now.
I'm enjoying myself as always. <laughs> I am actually this week, more, more so than the other week when I was pretty tired or the last time we attempted to do this podcast and I was uh, too drunk. How's your day today with uh, the uh, you know yeah your wife and your children? Uh, today is a funny day again because uh, my wife is a teacher. So no, she... your, day, your day-to-day life over the past week. How is the day-to-day? You know, like people say, the day-to-day. Yeah, I understand the, the phrase. Program. I mean, yeah. you only say it once, you know. I do get the But phrase. then you seem to take it literally and say, well, today I've been blah, blah, blah. How was your, I thought you said, how was your day-to-day? But I'm glad we're having no, a long how, discussion about how what was it your was. I mean, you did, day it, it sounded, <laughs> How was your day-to-day? That's a normal thing to say. How was your day today? Perfectly normal thing to say. <laughs> yeah, but how was your day today? <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. In the last week or so, it's been pretty up and down. It's been good or bad? Um, uh, pretty black and white. You know, there's grey areas in lockdown, mate. I'd say it started bad. We started tearing up. But um, it's, the, it's the kids, really. The kids have been perfectly well-behaved. But for some reason, last week it started to feel the strain a little bit, you know. I do. Uh, I do actually have a question about the kids. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm feeling this strain, and I thought I thought um, a good question might be for now was what are the most. I mean, we should love our children, obviously, which we I do? assume we do. Um, the, what I want to ask you: what's one or two of the most annoying things about your children? What what are the most annoying things that they do in the lockdown? Well, the easy one for George, seven, he's just turned seven. So you hear all this about homeschooling, we're trying to homeschool him. Well, looking at yeah. George, who's a very bright lad, I can only say that it's very obvious to me uh, that the attainment gap between boys and girls is going to widen. Huge, huge. Because I know of other... Why do you say that? Because I know of other young girls who are... Um, you know, getting their head down and, and do, do mm-hmm. work. Nieces and, you know, relatives of, who've got girls. And boys, you know, like George, who's a bit of a hyperactive lad. <laughs> Why are you winking at me? What? <laughs> what? Why, as you, the fucking producer, continually try just, and distract me? That's why I take, I take my I, earphone out when I'm doing a fucking monologue. Oh, no, you just, you've got lots of, you know, lots of young girls. That's good. Good. Great. Right, well, that's it. You can't. That's. The, yeah. That that bit's gone now. Okay, start fine. fucking again. Um, I noticed a thing with my son today where he was being fucking annoying. In fact, and and my and annoying, one of the annoying things was was my daughter started copying him. He's doing like a fake laugh. Have you seen did your kids do that? Yeah, oh, fake. It's cries, usually fake when like they're nervous. Yeah, yeah, fake crying. Yeah, they do that, but like fake laughing. Where like, I don't know, it's like where they're trying to like break the kind of like a, an awkward atmosphere because they've both been like dicks today and and it's just like they think by like laughing and like staring you in the face when you're laughing and going, ha, 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 and then everyone and then the other one starts laughing and going ha 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 and they're both doing it at the same time and they're like looking at you and going smiling and they think that, that, that that's gonna like make everything okay and I'm just literally Kate and I just staring at each other just miserable looks on our face like I wish I didn't have children. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're both going, ha, 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 and getting louder, trying to compete with each other. Ha, 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 Mad looks in their eyes. Do you know that desperate look they get in their eye? Like, love me, love me. Please <laughs> yeah. don't. Well, yeah, and they're, suff- they're suffering through a lockdown as well, where all the tensions rise. Like, the other day, I'm telling off my wife saying, oh, do you, do, you really, do you really have to say that? Don't you have to speak to him like that? And then 10 minutes later, 
I'm trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to do some job trying to get the hose pipe together. And I say to George, can you just, can you just pull that together? And you know, kids, they're useless, really. You ask them to help with something. Yeah, they're useless. They don't know what they're doing. That thing there, pick that up there, 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 there. They don't see what they're doing. And I actually said, and I'm ashamed of this. I said, of course, I don't know why I'm asking you to do it. You're an idiot. You don't say that to oh, a seven. You don't. Harsh. You don't say that to a seven-year-old. You do not. I was told it's off for it. To. Terrible, terrible thing to do. But you know the tensions are high. Yeah. And I did say to him the next day. You know, Daddy lost his temper a little bit and said a nasty thing to you. I am sorry. You know, we're all finding it difficult in these conditions. Although I have to say, <laughs> there's one time during this whole lockdown where George seemed to be genuinely upset about the lockdown. He was just upset and crying and weepy for no real reason. Other times, the only other times he's mentioned the lockdown is when he wants to. He doesn't want to do his schoolwork. No, I'm too, oh, it's nice. the lockdown. Yeah, it's the lockdown. I can't do masks. I can't concentrate. So <laughs> upset about the lockdown. I'm just like, George, no, no. Another subject for to ask you about. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to think of just like random questions to ask you in this segment, and this is another one. I mean, they're not random sec- 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 uh, sec- sec- sections. Oh, oh, the alcohol is kicking in. Oh, good. Uh, they're not ran- they're not random questions. They're you know well thought out. When I was in the bath about an hour before we did something. No one wants to hear about you in the fucking bath, cock floating in the fucking float- bath, floating penis. Well, floating hey, you went straight there too. I went straight there too. Yeah, well, every man straight in the bath the is floating the penis. Fo- I remember. The floating you went penis. To my uh, the, floating my penis. first experience of the floating penis was obviously seeing my dad in the bath and noticing his floating penis, thinking that's weird. Penis is floating. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yes, now my yeah. penis is the floating bath, and my son is the one noticing. Yeah. Oh, when you go, you know, you've been everybody for piss, and your son is like two inches away from your penis, watching you. It's just so curious. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're about a nah. centimeter away from my stream of piss right now. Yeah, uh, get back, get back, boy. Right, go on, sorry, go continue. Um, it's going to land on your tongue. Uh, anything new you've learned about during lockdown that you didn't know about before? Is the yeah? Is there anything? Well, that yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, what this could be learned? anything. It could be like uh, just like some shit fact or like, uh, what uh, I've learned. I guess. I guess one of the main thing I've learned, if I had to be honest, is is more about myself, which is I finally realised that I'm a much more sociable animal than I than I realised. I've always thought of myself as antisocial. Or, the thing is, I do like my own company. I enjoy my own company to an extent. Not to the extent, by the way, where I enjoyed living on my own. I kind of went insane when I lived on my own. But I do enjoy my own company, and I wish I could enjoy my own company more. But um, as soon as this whole thing happened, I realised how much of human contact, human interaction I, I missed. I suddenly got into all video calls. I had quite a few video calls in the first few weeks, and I used to hate that, even at work. Enjoyed video meetings which I always would never have turned my camera on in any meeting before then, but suddenly like realised I quite liked interacting with people and maybe maybe I'm coming out of my shell a little bit. Maybe I uh, maybe I quite like people. Maybe I'm a people person. Maybe I've changed. The lockdown's changed me. There you go. I'm a new man. Oh, okay, not? yeah, that wasn't what I was looking for. Um, what were you looking so, for? Um... Why do you always finish things <laughs> off with that fucking thing? Uh, that's shit. That's shit. That's not what I was hoping for. If 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 what you, what is it you're hoping? Just trying to wind you up. Why don't you write a script? It's working. Matt? Why don't you write a script? Just write a script, and I'll fucking read from the script. Yeah, why not? Well, well um, so are we. I think that's the end. Then we've got half an hour. Let's. Uh, uh, have stop. you got you know one more thing just to give yourself a bit more to nope. work with? Nope. Um. So uh, we want to say goodbye. Can we talk about how we're going to do that? No, I'm just asking you if you would like to say goodbye. You need to stop doing this. Do you want to say goodbye? 
No. Needs to be na- needs to be more natural than this. <laughs> you got any ideas about what the mo- next uh, episode of the podcast might be about? Um. Well, I've already had a couple of articles out, and uh, we'll probably have a more by then. So no, actually. Okay. Let's talk about something well, other I'm, than social distancing, I think, because I think I've said my piece about that. Okay. Well, I guess it would be good to get an update on, you know, how your crusade is going. <laughs> about, you know, telling everybody that it's, it's made up and it won't last. Go out there and touch each other, lick each other's faces. It's a delusion! <laughs> yeah, I will be responsible for many deaths. At the Skeptical at Twitter is where you should follow me. Please follow me. Yeah, that's, yeah. Follow yeah. me! Great. Well, good luck, everyone. Godspeed. It's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from Ben. It's goodbye from me.